welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Rubo for ASI Media. Today, I'm joined by two people who are at the heart of one of the most headline-grabbing acquisitions in promo in recent years. Those folks are Lou Weisbach and Joe Gilly. Lou, who's nothing short of a promo industry legend, led an investment group that acquired fast-growing top 40 distributor Overture Promotions, formally closing the deal in the first quarter of 2021. The deal marked Lou's return to the industry a couple decades after he left the household name distributorship that he'd founded, Halo. At one point under Lou, Halo's revenue stood at $740 million, and the company employed 5,200 people in 55 offices in 11 countries. Lou's no longer affiliated with Halo. Joe was an original investor in Overture and has been serving as CEO for the last several years. Under her leadership, Overture has grown by leaps and bounds. That includes 2020, when Overture sales reached around $127 million, up from around $81 million the year prior. Joe's influence extends throughout the industry, something evidenced by her being on Counselor's Power 50, a ranking of promo's most influential people. Today, we'll be chatting with Joe and Lou about the acquisition and much more. Thank you both for being with us. Thank you, Chris. Yes, all right. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. So let's jump into this first question here. I think it's been on a lot of people's minds since this, this uh, word of this deal came. Um, you know, you said that, uh, w that your intention with Overture was to turn it into a premier international branding agency. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, kind of unpack it for us? Sure. Joe, do you want to start or would you like me to? So I'll just, I'll just add my little short two cents. Yeah. Um, you know, from my from my seat at the table, it's about um, extending services and global reach um, through acquisition, partnership, continuing our organic growth. Overture is the platform for that growth, and and um, with some acquisitions being integrated, and then some staying as separate entities as appropriate. Okay. All right. Lou, how about you? What's your take on that? You know, she's too good. I should never let her start. You know, but, <laughs> how are um, you going to follow that? Come on. How do you follow that? But we're really looking to buy best of breed companies in the promotional product space on a global basis, as well as marketing services companies as well. Uh, the ultimate goal is to be create a one-stop place to shop to solve our customers' marketing challenges. And much like what we had done once before, where in addition to acquiring 28 promotional products companies. We acquired, uh, we had an advertising agency and a sports marketing agency. Uh, we're, we are looking to kind of follow that game plan. And we're extraordinarily excited because in the environment that we have today, we think more than ever, there's a need for that. And there's probably a greater opportunity today than there was back then because there's double the number of promotional products companies. Mm -hmm. And, um, and many of them are kind of in harm's way because of last year. And we love the idea of being a life raft for some of those people. That's interesting. You said a ton of interesting stuff there. One that really caught my attention is that um, we've talked a lot in recent years about the need or, or, or yes, I, well, I think we could call it the need for distributors to diversify some of the services they offer. So you're talking about doing that with, um, now, right? If I heard it right, moving into different marketing channels, is, 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 is that correct? And, and can you maybe just detail a little bit of that? Yeah, so uh, that's absolutely what we're looking at. We believe that uh, it's important to differentiate yourself in the promotional product space and to the extent that we can 
not just answer the problems relative to merchandise and promotional products, and we can help craft the message for our clients, help them build their brand using a variety of marketing services entities. Uh, we, we think that's the, the route to go. And, and I will add, and I know we'll be talking about this more today, mm -hmm. that technology mm -hmm. will also be at the heart of that. And I'm gonna be talking later and Joe will as well to our plans along that route. And we brought in as one of my partners in this, the former chief technology officer of JP Morgan Chase. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're excited. Oh, so no, 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 somebody with no resume behind them right now. You took a you took a shot on a long shot there. <laughs> you know what? And as good as his resume is, he's a better guy. So <laughs> we're we're, we're extraordinarily excited to have him. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's, that's interesting stuff. Um, it's exciting. It's going to be exciting to see where that goes. Um, so let's let's see, Joe. This is actually a question for you. Um, I should have mentioned this a little bit earlier. Of course, the um, investment group that Lou is um, is part of, there's a private equity uh, firm involved with this, uh, Westbridge Capital, and um, you know a couple of Lou's uh, uh, business partners as well. Um, but Joe, from an overture perspective, what made you say that you know, hey, Lou and Westbridge and and this team is 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 who we want to partner with, and we're and we're good with this acquisition. Because candidly, Overture was doing fantastic the last few years, you know, um, you know, as an independent, I guess you could call it. So, what what made you say that this is the right move with the right people now? So, it's a great question. Um, so, we were we were growing quite successfully organically, but there were some things we wanted to do, at services, um, enter new markets that our um, you know former ownership structure didn't allow. Um, and so so when we met Lou and started talking, and by the way, we been, we talked to Lou for a really long time okay. before we did a deal. You didn't just do this over a weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But his <laughs> vision for you know what what was possible mm -hmm. matched our own. Um, he had the same ideas and the same long-range thinking and also uniquely um, this deal allowed us to continue to be overture so um, any other kind of acquisition would have folded us into some other thing and mm -hmm. um, but you know we get to still be overture and um, <laughs> so adding lose um, team and Westbridge, we just get all this brain power and experience and perspective sitting at the table with us, which is so exciting to me and to the whole management team at Overture. Yeah, it seems that I, I, you raise a, a really good point there that, you know, um, it's not like like Lou and his team came in and, and, and Overture suddenly just Overture and its team is the vehicle for driving everything that, 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 that you guys are looking to do. Is that, is that a fair way to characterize it? Yeah, I would say that um, for most of our employees, it, it, nothing is different um, in terms of their day-to-day -day lives. We're not, you know, switching any systems. We're, um, you know, things are rolling along and, um, and then we have a team, um, Lou's team and Westridge's team working with the management team, looking at here's what 
other opportunities we have. Okay, all right, very good. All right, so Lou, I'll kind of flip that question over to you now. Um, why did you and your team feel that Overture was the right company um, you know, to partner with? So uh, as Joe alluded to, we uh, spent years and years, literally three to four years looking for the right platform company. Mm -hmm. once, uh, once we got to know Joe and the team, uh, and, and, and that, I will tell you, that dating process was, <laughs> was multiple years. This yeah. was not a, a two-month, three-month situation. Mm -hmm. We became convinced that between the management team and the type of people that were embedded in that company, mm -hmm. that this was the right company for us to be able to uh, have as a, a platform company to execute our vision. And certainly the fact that seven of the sales team members at Overture were old friends of mine. Okay. Uh, okay. Was, that helps. Yeah. Uh, really also gave me a great comfort level. So uh, we, we thought we were doing, uh, making a wise choice. Uh, and now that we're over a month into it, uh, we know that we made the right choice. That's, that's it, Chuck. How have things gone this, this, this first month? I think we formally closed, as you say, about a month ago. How, how have things been going? <laughs> so uh, I'll just quickly make a couple of comments about that. From our perspective, and now I'm, I'd be speaking about Westbridge and our management team, mm -hmm. things are going extremely well. Sometimes in acquisitions, as, as you know, and as I've had a lot of experience in, the first month or two can be rocky and there can yeah. be all kinds of uh, difficult issues and expectations that aren't meant. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in this case, it's gone extremely smoothly. Uh, we, we really have such transparency here between all of us. Mm -hmm. So it, operationally, uh, everything's gone well. And our, our efforts relative to uh, finding other of best of breed uh, promotional products companies mm -hmm. uh, are just running full tilt uh, globally and okay. as well as marketing services companies. So uh, broadly speaking, everything's gone extremely well. All right. Well, that you, you made my job easy because that was a great segue to my next question, which, which pertains to well, acquisitions. that's what you told me to say. I mean, yeah. yeah, okay, good. You got the script in good. advance. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Um, but yes, the acquisitions, um, you, you guys were... I loved how unequivocal you were when you came out with um, with your announcement of this acquisition. It was some some are coy about their acquisition strategy. You guys said, "Hey, we are looking to acquire companies in promo, and as we've learned beyond." Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that? You know, how aggressive are you going to be? What kind of companies are you looking to partner with? All all that stuff. And this that's a question open to both of you. So I'll, I'll slide in before Lou because he's the acquisition guy. Um, it, you know, again, from we um, were able to give um, Lou and his team our list of these are our dream additions to Overture. So again, I said we weren't able to do some of those things. So we gave them a list of services we want to add, geographies we want to add, sec new marketing, new markets we want to enter. Um, and so, you know, having input to that and having those conversations with Lou and his team has been so exciting to think of the possibilities. Um, and also, and I think Lou will talk about this, it's really important that um, we we acquire companies that have 
um, mindset and values fit, um, operational excellence, customer service excellence, super creative. Um, we want good senses of humor. We want those kind of companies to join the family. Awesome. So Lou, how about you? You want to speak to that? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, our vision has always been about acquisitions, but not just acquisitions, but internal growth, because acquisitions without internal growth takes you down a very bad path. And I think you've seen some of those stories in the industry over the years. And so um, we're very focused on that. We're also focused on being very aggressive, but cautious and sensible. And when I say cautious, I'm speaking about that we want to make sure that people who we're going to have join our family and our culture have a great culture of their own. And we'd rather not make a deal than make a mistake. And so we will walk away from deals if we have any hesitance about that at all. Um, sensible is really all about striking deals that are financially sensible for both parties. Mm -hmm. Trying to find that magic number that is fair uh, and works for us, it works for them. Same thing, we're not, chase, we're not gonna chase anybody, mm -hmm. but uh, we hope to find people that we really wanna partner with and that really wanna partner with us. And then through a collaborative conversation, come to a number that makes sense for all parties. Okay, all right, very good. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna veer the conversation for just a second away from um, you know, the immediate presence and this deal. And, and Lou, just ask you a little bit about, um, you know, what you got up to. You've been extremely busy uh, since, since uh, you, quote, left the promo industry uh, a couple decades ago. Um, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, what you were up to and then, you know, why you decided, you know, to get back in? So I will tell you that uh, I never planned on leaving the industry, never thought I would ever leave the industry. I loved everything about our company and the industry. Certain things occurred where it became clear to me that I should leave. Mm -hmm. And uh, but having said that, everything happens for a reason. And uh, number one, number one, I'm so pleased to be back in the industry mm -hmm. and uh, and to be partnering with Joe and the team is just kind of like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. And we took a long time to get there. But during the uh, during the interim years. Uh, the first thing that I did is, is that Bill Clinton asked me to be the head of the Jefferson Trust for the Democratic Party nationally, which was the largest donors in America. So Small that job, was, no pressure, you know. Uh, you know what? It was a great experience. Uh, you know, we've, we've been friends for a long time, and uh, he's just a terrific guy to be with and to work with. And so that was, uh, you know, a time of the Democratic Party where things were kind of running well. Uh, believe it or not, uh, when Bill Clinton left office, there was, we had no deficit at all, zero. We had a surplus. So, and then if you look at where we are today, dramatically different. Then I co-founded a company which, that financed sports teams and stadiums. Uh, and we were, the majority of our company was acquired by a division of Morgan Stanley. And so that was a boatload of fun and uh, my CFO from Halo uh, was uh, alongside of me for that entire trip. So we were able to bring in some of our, our friends and uh, it was a great experience. Uh, we financed the rebuild of University of California's football stadium, for example, in Berkeley. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, 
did, did a lot of really interesting things. Um, uh, then I was very involved in an effort to bring Major League Baseball to Las Vegas and a lot of efforts in the entertainment world in Las Vegas, uh, which has been, which is still ongoing, things that I'm, you know, continue to work on on the side. Uh, then I, uh, a friend of mine that's, became- That's one heck of a side hustle. Some of us just drive cars for Uber, you know, like that, that that's pretty wild. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not complaining. Um, yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine became the head of Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I met him because I was a judge for the White House uh, in the Trump White House for the White House Fellows Program. And he asked me if I would join him at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So that was the immediate last gig that I did before I became Joeized, you know? So, <laughs> Joe, I think I like that, you know? So, uh, and, and lastly, did some work in uh, the music industry, representing some music talent, negotiating their their contracts. So I've been extraordinarily fortunate to uh, have had a rich 20 years in experience and meeting people and broadening myself out and broadening my experience out. And I think all of that really helps, uh, especially in terms of connectivity with what we're venturing at right now. Yeah, I was th th as you were talking, that that's what I was thinking is that, my gosh, that's going to have to really help as you look to build out Halo partnerships, whether it's through acquisition or whatever it might be, just to have well, all Halo. those different avenues. Yeah. You mean Overture partnerships? Overture, yes. Excuse me. Sorry. Thank you. I am definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely not trying to build out any Halo partnerships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for catch catching me there. I was, I was, I had navigated away from that most of the time. But, <laughs> um, all right, well, good. I would add to that long, crazy list, mm -hmm. insane busyness, yeah. um, is that, you know, he's back because he still has big ideas he wants to make happen. And mm -hmm. that's what's so exciting to us is mm -hmm. um, to be along, be along for that ride. That's, you know, Joe, I'm glad you said that. That's a great point because this is not like, this is a, a, a legacy thing or, Hey, I feel sentimental about this business. So I want to dip my toe back. This is full <laughs> throttle. I want to be a disruptor and, and move the industry. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. That's a, that is a great point to me. Um, yeah. Think about, think about, you know, Mark Serter, who's the um, CTO being on loose team. I mean, that's not a looking backward kind of thing. That's a looking forward kind of thing. So, well, speaking of that, um, again, you guys are helping me with the segues. Uh, what what major opportunities do you, do you see um, for both Overture and kind of the the industry as a whole um, going forward, say over the next few years? Lou, I'll let you go first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, again, technology is going to be at the forefront of and it better be at the forefront of the industry or the industry is going to slide backwards. And we, we have done everything possible. Uh, and I will say Mark Serter is a, a superstar, okay? And, and a great guy. But I will also tell you that on Joe's team uh, is some incredible talent in, in the technological world as well. Mm -hmm. So we're well-suited. And I will tell you that companies that are not going to, deal with technology um, are going to be at a distinct disadvantage in, for the future in our industry and in all industries, frankly. 
Uh, but in addition to that, um, we are also building our future around proprietary products. And um, uh, in addition to technology and around branding. And so anybody that followed my past and our company's past and, uh, knew that we tried to do uh, remarkably different things that really built our brand globally in a dramatic way. And we have similar plans this time around. And, on the, and we're really way down the road on proprietary products because I have a lot of time to plan. <laughs> so we're, we're working on having products to sell into the marketplace that are only going to be available from Overture and our sister companies. And so uh, that's, so I, have, that's to, I have to interject. You know, you know, I probably know the answer, but can, can you give us like a, a taste, a, a taste of some of what might be out there? Of course, we understand if you can. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you want a taste of what? Of, of, what, of what you might be bringing to market? <laughs> um. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, but I promise, I promise you this, we will send the first press release. You'll be the first person to get the first press release. <laughs> that's fair. I'll, I'll take that. Fair. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like asking a pitcher to tell the batter the first three pitches. I, I know, and I, I knew that was going to be the answer, but I had to try, so you never know. <laughs> Chris, you're a really nice guy, and I go way back with your bosses, but I don't think we're going there. So. Yeah, okay. fair enough, fair enough. Sorry, I got then, you off your roll there. <laughs> and then I, I see a different, I mean, clearly I'm on board with this, on the same page with the technology, but I'm also really interested right now in how brands are pushing the envelope for what promotional products can be. Um, Chipotle doing a makeup line with Elf Beauty is just a kind of mind-blowing. Um, perfectly aligned with um, their customers or at least the, the female customers, um, you know, building collaborations and partnerships with YouTube stars and TikTok stars like Charlie D'Amelio and Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I just think the... Mm -hmm. Um, opportunities are so broad for how uh, promotional marketing professionals can help companies think differently about uh, branded merchandise and how it fits into their marketing plan. Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head because these, in so many ways, merch is becoming merch, quote unquote, is become, so essential to, to what everybody does nowadays and is becoming such a cash driver for them. Like you mentioned, you know, um, there was like a like musical artists, musical artists don't sell albums anymore. They, they, they launch a new merch collection every two or three weeks, it seems, because that's such a driver of, of, of revenue for them now. And people are willing to drop $60, $70 on, on a hooded sweatshirt because it's like the new, the new merch. So I think and I, that's actually one of the things, Joe, that makes me very excited for the industry um, going forward is that all those different avenues now that you have to, to, um, to insert merch, for lack of a better word. Right. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so I think Joe explained it beautifully, but I think a simple way to also look at this is, would you rather be proactive or reactive? Mm -hmm. So do we as an industry want to sit back and wait till somebody comes, us with, comes to us with a marketing challenge? and says, okay, now how are we gonna drop merch into that? Or do we want to create the marketing opportunity for the customer 
and have merchandise be a part of that. But this way we design it up front and the odds of us getting that business if we create the plan and the vision is certainly much greater. Yeah, well, well said. I don't think you can say it better than that. And kind of on that topic, um, we've hit on this, you know, to a degree already, but um, maybe, maybe look, you know, five to 10 years out. How do you see our industry changing and evolving, say, over the, over the next decade? Um, you know, and maybe, maybe what role does e-commerce have in that too? But it doesn't have to all be about e-commerce. I'm just kind of interested to see where you, how you see the industry evolving. Uh, go ahead, Lou. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I think we've pretty much answered the question mm -hmm. uh, in the last segment. And so certainly proprietary products, branding, uh, having other marketing services available, creating, creating the marketing vision instead of reacting to the marketing vision is really where the industry should be. And add to that tech, the technology answer that we gave you before. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I mean, to me, that clearly is the future of the business. I will also tell you that a part of our great company that Joe has stewarded and put together is a, a wonderful uh, or group called Blue Soda, which is really at the forefront of that effort. And so that also gives us a great platform outside of traditional promotional product sales to go from a technological perspective and hit the marketplace. So we're using that really as the platform company on technology as well. Right. And I think the last year has really taught us um, that how important it is to be able to manage and optimize your supply chain. I, mm -hmm. I think the, the long-term survival of distributors um, is gonna really depend on um, the excellence of your supply chain, the, your ability to move, to adjust, to pivot, to, um, you know, there's so many challenges um, and uh, from manufacturing to shipping to, to um, you know, just moving goods. And so I, I think that, um, you know, we're always looking at how can we do this better? How can we make this um, be more reliable? Who's our partner? Uh, and I think that's gonna be really important, more important over time. Um, this last year was a huge wake-up <laughs> call in that regard. I, I think you're right. I think I think that the, what the disruption we saw in the last year bears that out. And I think people who learn from that and build out those supply chains and, and probably stronger direct partnerships to to a degree is are going to be the ones who who come out ahead for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. We have one more question for you. You guys have been super generous with your time. Thank you so much. Um, how do you see 2021 going for Overture and the industry as a whole? Oh, wait, you started the, you started the <laughs> outro music already? Oh, come on. Yeah, you have to give me one more. <laughs> we, well, we think we'll have a good year. We have um, some kind of pandemic proof customers. Um, they have been our engine over the last year, um, along with the PPE pivot. We're still seeing some PPE orders, not like last year, but, you know, kind of still some chugging along. Um, we're starting to see signs of life in normal 
non-engagement kit promo. We do okay. lots of engagement kits. That's exciting um, to hear. And, you know, we're um, hoping things kind of explode in the summer that, you know, events start happening again. And, um, and then we also have this super exciting carrot in front of us, I guess. Not just, you know, how do we continue our organic growth, but um, leveraging whatever um, deals that Lou and his team strike and how do we integrate them into our family if that's appropriate or keep them at a distance if that's appropriate. And um, so, you know, that will be an exciting part of our year as well. Awesome. So obviously uh, I and our group are, are very confident about the future, especially with the Overture team. And um, we expect continued excellence, but really looking into the future, especially in a year like this year, it's really all about proactivity and resilience. And resilience is probably the most important word there. Uh, we know how difficult this last year was for companies in the industry that weren't resilient. Um, and it's frankly not their fault. Uh, it's really more to the credit of companies like Overture and many others that have handled it well. So we're confident that this company will remain resilient and that we, are, we have a lot of the tools to actually expand on that resiliency. So uh, we're excited about the coming year and the future, but the truth is nobody knows how long this downturn is gonna last. And that's it, all you had to do was look at what happened in Canada the last couple of days where half of, a, half of an NHL team went down with it, with COVID, uh, but even worse, uh, there's concerns that it, it might be a strain of COVID, a variant of COVID that the vaccine doesn't work against, mm -hmm. which could set us all back to where we started from potentially. Right. So right. we just kind of have to all uh, put our nose to the grindstone, work as hard as we can mm -hmm. and try to be as smart as we can. And, and the future really isn't something that uh, relative to COVID that we can control. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but certainly we can do the best that we can under the circumstances. Uh, again, we also feel very confident about the future because our team, and now I'm speaking about uh, Mike Nemlish, who I haven't talked a lot about today, but he also was with me before mm -hmm. and was actually the guy who took our company public. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is a, and Joe can speak to this, he's an extraordinary guy, a great guy and a extremely talented guy, having Mark Serter, uh, who you've heard enough about already, you probably don't want to hear any more about the guy, <laughs> but, 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 but he's special, uh, along with our friends from Westbridge Capital. But if you add all of that to uh, the terrific Joe, who uh, has done such a great job, and we're so excited to partner with her and the great management team. I mean, there are people at this company, I don't want to leave them out of this mm -hmm. because there's a yeah. whole group of management people that are just extraordinary. And, and frankly, we're a big part of the reason why we went down this road with them. It wasn't just Joe, it wasn't just some salespeople, it was the whole company and yeah. the culture that uh, was embedded in that company. So being able to go to war in the future with all of them and all the great people at Overture makes us feel confident that we're gonna play a leading role in charting the future of the industry and that we're gonna be a company to be reckoned with. Well said, well said. Um, I don't know if you could say it better than that, but do either of you have any other final thoughts you'd like to, to share? 
No, thanks uh, for having for, us. Yeah, I just wanted to thank uh, you for having us on today. And um, listen, your your company, uh, and I can speak to this from my early years in the industry and relationship uh, with the leaders of your company has been so important to the growth and expansion of this industry. So your company has played a major role in this industry being where it's at and certainly was extraordinarily helpful to me in all of my years. And we know will continue to be for Joe and myself and our team for the future. All right. Lou, the check is in the mail. I promise it is going out. It is going out today. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, I'm kidding. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was actually going to actually call and discuss the fee. But yeah, that's... okay. All right. I thought we'd settled on that. <laughs> hey, Lou. Chris, thank you. You've been terrific. Uh, Lou, Joe, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll talk again soon.